welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. Good morning to us all. I'm Pastor Prince Nyako, and this is ICGC Carriage Temple. We bring to you our Saturday morning devotion, and we pray that together with your family, you will get blessed, and the Lord will reach you with his word. Let's share a word of prayer. Father, we thank you, we give you praise, we give you glory. We thank you for what you are about to teach us. We pray that your word will come to us in power and in wisdom. We pray honor will be your portion in our midst as we exploit the word of God and we dig deep into the word. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. This morning we are dealing with the subject the prayer power of the believer. The prayer power of the believer. I think that by now in our Christian work, we don't need any other argument on the fact that prayer is part of our lifestyle. And prayer is so critical to the believer's life that when it is underrated, can cost the believer. Now, we start our studies this morning, obviously, in the scriptures with Jeremiah chapter 33, verse number 3. We'll look at three versions of the Bible, the KJV, the GNT, and the message version of the Bible. So the Bible says in the Old King James that call unto me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know of. So it's a call to prayer. God says, call upon me, and I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. That means that prayer ushers you into a response from God. If you want to have a response from God in the situation, God says that, call upon me. And when we call upon him, he will show us great and mighty things that we never knew of. There are great and mighty things concerning our lives that God demands that we call on him. And when we call on him in prayer, he shows it and reveals it in our lives. Now, the GNT version of this same scripture, I said, call to me and I will answer you. I will tell you wonderful and marvelous things that you know nothing about. So you can, prayer, prayerless Christian will be a heavily ignorant personality because he will remain in the state of not knowing that God is able to do things. He will remain in the state where he will give up on situations. He will remain in the state where he he becomes hopeless because What he knows today is all that he knows. 
But he doesn't know that there's another knowledge, there's another revelation in God that can come to him concerning the situation he finds himself. But that can only be guaranteed in prayer. The the message version of this scripture. Call to me and I will answer you. I will tell you marvelous and wondrous things that you could never figure out on your own. On our own, what we will figure out will be below the capacity of God. On our own, what we can achieve will be below what God has called us to do. So you may think that God has called you to carry a chair. But maybe God has called you to carry a car. But because you are not praying, you are not being exposed to a lot of things God has in stock for you and I. You see, prayer cannot be underestimated or overemphasized. I will show you. You may not have power at your workplace. You may not be a manager. You may not have influence at your workplace. You may may not have influence in your family. You may not be a power broker in the family when they are deciding on funeral dates. Your words don't matter. (laughs) When they are deciding on family issues, your word, you may not have power with the family. You may not have power in society. You may not have power in Ghana. You may not have any influential position to exert a certain form of influence. You may not even have political power or even financial power. But you can have prayer power as a believer. You can have Prayer power. Say, I can have prayer power. Say, I can have prayer power. I can have prayer power. Prayer power commands exploits into the life of a man. A man who works in prayer power works in great exploits because power is made available. Power is the ability to do. That is how power is defined. Power is having the ability to do. So when a man generates enough power in prayer, may your prayer fire not go down. Amen. When a man generates enough power in prayer, he is able to do the things that God lays on his heart. If you have money and you lack prayer power, you may lose the battle. But when you have prayer power, the Power in prayer is heavenly backed. So prayer is the great, is one of the greatest assets that God has given to you and I as a believer. You don't need to go and buy prayer power with money. So the poor can procure it, the rich can procure it. Your availability and your willingness to obey that scripture that says that call upon me. That is all you need to procure this power. Now, people have a funny way of discouraging prayer in the church. You can even, sometimes even pastors, in our preaching, we try to discourage prayer, prayerfulness. And we, can, we try to discourage believers who pray. And we make fun of prayer. And I think that Jesus never made fun of prayer. And we ask him for forgiveness as preachers for making fun of prayer. 
we make fun of people's prayer. But you see, prayer is a personal communication with God. There is no formula to prayer. There is no strategy to prayer. There is no formula. That if you pray one minute, two minutes like this, like this, in this posture, God will answer. No. A prayer can be silence. A prayer can be shouting. A prayer can be active. So far as you can touch the heart of God, that is prayer. So people can say that God did not do what you, 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 you didn't get what you have because you prayed. Have you, have you heard that before? Yeah, people say it is not because of your prayer that God did it. God wanted to do it. That is why he did it. But you see, the two is true. God did what he did because, number one, he is faithful. And number two, you ask for it. He said, ask and it shall be given. So the fact that God is faithful doesn't mean that we must not pray. He is faithful to answer prayer. So he says, call unto me and I will answer you. So the calling must come. Because I have the ability to answer you. And that is the faithfulness of God. God wants to do. It's like the bank. The bank has your money there. But before you can have your money, you have to sign a check. And sign it well. Because your money can be there. If you don't sign your check well, you cannot have your money. So you you cannot say that, and you didn't have your money protected because you went to the bank. But it is because the bank was there and the bank has the capacity. No. If the bank has the capacity and I don't go and subscribe, how do they keep my money? The same way. You see, you, so it is wrong for us to say, eh, God did what he did because he wanted. It's not because of your prayer. If Elijah has stopped praying at the third time, the, the, the servant, brought the bad report that nothing was happening. Do you think that there will be a cloud that will command rain? No. It's like the hospital. You can't say, you see, so if you say that God did what he did, not because of your prayer, it's just like saying that it, um, um, it is not because you went to the hospital, that is why the, you, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are well. It is because the hospital has the capacity to do it. No, 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 no. So the two is right. Because you can go to the hospital, and when the hospital does not have the capacity, you will die. They will kill you. They will give you wrong medication. But you go to the hospital with the knowing that they have the capacity to sort you out. So we come to God in prayer because we know that he's faithful to answer our prayer. He said in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, ask, it shall be sick, it shall be given sick, and you shall find a knock, and the door shall be opened. So there is a connection, there is a series, there is an activity from both ends, and our activity will determine God's response. Are you here? Yes, sir. Because God is faithful, that is why we pray. When you see a believer praying, it is because he knows that God is faithful. When you wake up in the morning and you are praying, you've got to understand that 
You need to know and understand that he that diligently seeks the Lord, he will see him as a rewarder. The Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. And that he that come to him must know that he is. And that is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Seeking God is a form of prayer. It is a form of prayer. Because the Bible says, ask, it shall be given. Seek, and you shall find. Luke chapter 22, verse 45. I hope you are being blessed at home. The Bible said that, and when he rose up from prayer, may you rise up in prayer. Amen. May you love prayer like Jesus loved prayer. Amen. So when, and when he rose up from prayer and was come to his disciples, he found them sleeping for sorrow. They were sleeping. And because they had allowed the, the, the sorrowful event, they perceived that their master was about to be captured and killed. And that situation had eaten them up. But the Bible also says that is anyone amongst you afflicted, let him pray. So instead of them responding in biblical terms, they were responding in, responding in human understanding. This one, Charlie, they are coming to take our boss away. When they kill him, he may not rise up. Because, in fact, when Jesus rose up and they sent the message to them that Jesus was up, they didn't even believe it. They didn't even believe it. They didn't even believe that Jesus was risen. So, many of us are asleep in prayer. Many of us are asleep in prayer. We are active in the church. We are active in life, but we are asleep in prayer. So the disciples also found themselves in a place of prayerlessness because they were asleep. Hallelujah. Amen. So the devil will do everything possible. The devil will do everything possible for you not to regard the power and the strength of prayer. The devil will do everything possible for you not to regard the essence and the importance of prayer. That is why many of us have become prayerless. We don't pray again. We don't fellowship in prayer again. People don't go for prayer meeting again. All in the name of COVID. But we go to work. And when we go to work, we don't wear our masks. Because we believe that our work, our work colleague doesn't have COVID. But we believe that our church members, our church fellows, our brothers and sisters have COVID. It's as if when you come to church, you get COVID. But when you go to the supermarket, you won't get COVID. You go to the supermarket and the next buyer is close to you. You won't get COVID. You go to the supermarket, you buy, and they give you change. You take the money. You won't get COVID. You take an Uber. You take taxi. You sit by somebody. You, you take the money back, and you will not get COVID. But when you come to church, 
even church with all the protocols. You are hiding behind COVID and you are losing your prayer power. I came to charge you and encourage you into prayer. That prayer must not be tempered with. You can temper with everything in your life, but not prayer. Prayer is real. The prayer power is real. Prayer power of the believer is real. So the devil will not allow you to have the flow and the flair for prayer. No wonder many of us have become cold. And we are finding so many reasons. You must not pray for long before God will answer you. You must not be this before God will You don't need to fast before God will answer you. You must not stay. Look, you are becoming prayerless. You are becoming prayerless and becoming more common sense person. But you are a new breed. You are a new creation. You are not like the world. You are not of the world. You are of heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. I came to say pray and pray and pray and pray and pray again. There are alternatives in life, but there are no alternatives to prayer. There are no. Yeah, do you know one? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. There is, there is no alternative to prayer. There is an alternative to paracetamol. <laughs> but there is no alternative to prayer. When the Bible said, call upon me, it didn't say, if you cannot call upon me, you can do this. No. There is no alternative to prayer. What can the prayer power do for you? Number one, it brings laborers into the vineyard. When the church does not pray, there will not be enough workers on the field to win the souls of men. Prayer power commands laborers into the vineyard of the Lord. Matthew chapter 9, verse 38. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, and he will send forth laborers into his harvest. So prayer is what commands heaven to pull in laborers for the work. So a church that does not engage in prayer, you know, you know even if you, you are a church and you don't pray that God should send you laborers as a pastor to send you instrumentalists and to send you people who want to serve God, you may lack a certain ministry in the church because it takes prayer to bring in laborers. It takes prayer to bring in laborers. Number two, the prayer power brings salvation to the lost. The less we pray for the lost, the less they get saved. It is not about sharing money and sharing food. Those things are touching human heart. And anybody can do that. Anybody. The unbeliever can do that. The wicked man can do that. The occultic can do that. It's, it's normal for you to Go share food. When you share it together with the gospel, it's good. We do it. But sharing food does not win souls. No, it doesn't win souls. If sharing food wins souls, I think the whole world should be saved by now. Yeah, sharing food. 
As a Christian relative, how many people in your family have been through down good to them? That they are still in their sense. It is the preaching of the gospel that saves the souls of men. It is a go ye therefore and share food. But you see, in packaging the gospel, you can add those things. But we must not shift the focus from preaching the gospel to sharing food. Because if somebody comes to the kingdom because of the food you shared, and he comes to church, like the guy we wanted to win you, so he said, if we can buy him pizza every weekend, he would come to church with his friends. I said, nonsense. <laughs> no, <laughs> that, that is not it. Acts chapter 16, verse 25. Acts chapter 16, verse 25. That is why the quality of Christianity is reducing. Because people are not coming to church by convictions. They are coming to church because somebody is giving him some food to eat. Somebody is giving him some money. Somebody is showing a bit of kindness. But you see, your kindness is not the thing that wins the soul of the person. It's the power of the gospel. The power. He said, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang songs unto God, and the prisoners heard them. Verse 30 to 31. I know I've, I've brought a lot of people to church by that dint of benevolence, and then they are not in the church again. Yeah. Because as long as, you see, the taste of a human being is insatiable. So how long will you continue to give money or give food? The thing is not, there are poor people in the kingdom. They didn't become Christian because somebody bought a land for them. They became Christian because of the conviction, the revelation they caught in the Lord Jesus Christ. So if the church would just want to fill the church with people so that they come to church and then immediately start, and Jesus one day, he was sharing food for the people and the people were following him so much, so much. Then he turned to them and said, hey, come and eat my flesh. If you don't eat my flesh, eh, you are not part of the kingdom. If you don't drink my blood, eh, you are not part of it. They, they all left. He left with his disciples and said, you too, are you going to? There are many people in church because somebody is doing them some kindness. Somebody is picking them up to church. Look, they, they, in the acts of the apostles, nobody was picking anybody to church. Nobody was reminding somebody to church. But why is it that in our time, they have to remind you to come to church. Remind you to come. Hey, there's something wrong. Because what we must use to establish the soul is not what we are using. We are using nice things, church-friendly, it's good. Because we need to make the church very nice. But that should not be our focus. When you go to the bank, they've done the deco very nice. But they stick their focus on getting your money. Everything they are doing, every policy they are doing, their focus is to get your money. And not for you to come to the bank and say, hey, you have a nice painting. You have a nice, uh, uh, your air condition is very, very powerful. But in, in our time, you see people bragging of their church. We have a very powerful air condition. 
an air-conditioned church. We have a powerful organ. We have a powerful what? What? What is it? Powerful choir. Powerful. The microphone I use is, is 28,000 Ghana City. I didn't even buy it in Ghana. When the banks are not even talking about their building structure and their focus, they have done it, but their focus is your money. Bringing you proposals of unproposals. The church, if we, if we move away from prayer, a lot of the lost will remain lost forever. And brought them out and said, Sir, what must I do to be saved? Prayer. Because Paul and Silas were praying, the Lord brought a manifestation that shifted the focus of the people for them to ask, what must I do to be saved? And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in thy house. I pray that you will not lose prayer power in the name of Jesus. Amen. The third thing prayer power can do for you is that it gives you power to work for God. Prayer gives you the inner power, the inner flair. I've come to realize that many people don't want to work for God. Many people, when you interact with them, they actually don't want to work for God. Because working for God comes with a lot of resistance, a lot of sacrifices, a lot of perseverance, and a lot of seasons of seemingly of um, 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 no salary. <laughs> it's like, oh, brave. So the Bible actually calls it labor. Your labor of love. So when they hear labor of love, that means the labor is free. <laughs> there, there is no pay. But prayer, if you're a church worker, and you are working for God, and you get tired along the way, you feel weary. The thing that to quicken your power and your flair again is prayer. Luke chapter 24, verse 49. He said, and behold, I send the promise of my father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem, until ye are and ye be endued with power on high. Before you go and work for me, make sure you carry power. Don't go and say stories and be a comedian. Because comedians don't survive on the altar. You need to be a carrier of power. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Because of time, let's go to the number four. The prayer power gives you power over Satan and his demons. Prayer gives you power over Satan and his demons. Satan is still at work. And he's not, for your, for your information, he doesn't fight unbelievers. So if he's at work, he's at work against who? Are you here? They are, he is at work against believers. So Jesus, in telling us something about his church, he didn't forget to address the devil. We, we are so intelligent and smart. Intelligent than Jesus. 
That's for me. I don't want to have anything to do with the devil. I'm focusing. So Jesus didn't focus. He said, I will build my church. And hey, the gate of hell shall not prevail against it. He remembered to address the devil. Prayer reminds the devil where Jesus has put him in our lives. He said, for this reason, the Son of Man was manifested that he will destroy the works of the enemy. So Jesus, the death, the burial, the resurrection has established a distraction of the work of the enemy. Who will enforce it? And how do you enforce it? Prayer. Prayer. Matthew chapter 17, verse 21. When you don't pray, you give the devil a first day in your life. He said, how be it this kind goeth not, but by prayer and fasting. Jesus was teaching. They were trying to cast out a single demon. They couldn't. And Jesus said, the prayer is okay, but you have to ask fasting. There are believers today who don't believe that you need to fast before God will answer you. It is there. He said, this kind, go where not. Except by prayer and fasting. Hallelujah. Amen. For you to have dominion over Satan, you have to stay in prayer power. Number five, prayer brings healing and deliverance. Healing and deliverance. Yeah. James chapter 5 verse 15. Let's move fast. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Why is it that we don't pray for the sick? One of the, not long ago, my son woke up and his neck was twisted from sleep. Oh, you know, as usual, as human as we are, we will always think about medicine. Yes, so we bought an orphan gel too. But two days, the thing was still like that. Ah, labakatabalayas. I switched to prayer. May crocrow one quarter and the other. And the I took oil, communion. I anointed the place, gave him communion. Within 48 hours, back to normal. He said, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Believe in prayer when your relative is sick. There are some believers, eh? when their relative is sick, they will not even pray. They will not even call anybody to come and stand with them in prayer. They have money, so they are going to hospital. Hospital is good. I'm not saying don't go to hospital. I treated malaria last week. You bought the medicine for me. But it doesn't mean that I don't pray. He said, the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he has committed sins, they shall be forgiven. The prayer of faith. May your prayer power begin to increase as you dedicate yourself to prayer. Amen. People have even stopped praying when they are going to eat. And that's how you pray when you're about to eat. <laughs> you, 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 you. <laughs> and you, yeah, you know, you remember. 
You don't even pray when I'm going to sleep again. So the next generation, what are they going to do? Just imagine. It's going to be worse. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Number seven. Number six. Prayer brings deliverance from satanic temptations. We are always being tempted. Jesus prayed that prayer. Deliver us what? From evil. Temptation. Lead us not into. Lead us not into. That is a prayer. Was praying to the Father. Say, Father, lead us not into temptation because some of the temptations are greater than our strength. So if you are not prayerful, you will see that before you realize you are in so many temptations. Seasons of temptations will just engulf you. Matthew chapter 6 verse 13. He said, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Prayer delivers us from satanic temptations. Some of the temptations we fall in is because we have been prayerless. And I pray that as you listen to this devotion and genuinely seek the Lord for a revival in your prayer life, may the Holy Spirit, the supply of the flare of prayer, may he reach you right now. May he reach you right now. May he touch your spirit right now in the name of Jesus. Prayer brings God's guidance to help us to succeed in life. It brings God's guidance to help us. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6. Kabbalah da Bahaya. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. When you are taking a major decision in your life, you need to communicate with God. The type of job to do, the type of man or woman to marry, which course to read, where to buy your land, where to build. What decisions have you involved God in? He said, if you engage him in prayer, he would direct your path. And if God is directing our path, we will not miss out on destiny. Yeah. We will not miss out on destiny. So prayer power brings divine guidance. You are looking for a prophet because you are lazy in prayer. Yes. God can guide you. He can guide you through a dream, guide you through vision, guide you through his voice, guide you through intuition, guide you through his scriptures. When you talk to God on that matter, he can guide you. The kind of business, the kind of entrepreneurship ventures, the kind of God can reveal it. He said, call upon me and I'll answer. And I will do. We are not spending time. The honest submission this morning is that we are not spending time to pray and talk to God. We are busy with programs here and there. We go for programs and are looking, the, looking at the prophet. Come, 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 come
But Hannah went to Shiloh, didn't go to knock at the door of Eli. Didn't go to seek Eli's favor to prophesy. You don't seek the favor of a prophet to prophesy. When you seek the favor of a prophet to prophesy, you prophesy from his stomach. Or that can be you'll be happy. But when she sought God, God drove the prophet to come speak over his life. You don't, true prophecies are best when we speak to God. God speaks to his men and his men come to speak to us. That is the manifest, the chain of correct and accurate prophetic manifestation. But in our days, we seek the favor of the prophet to the prophesy on us. No. You need to seek the favor of God in prayer. Then God can send a prophet to speak into your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Prayer brings us what we need from God. Prayer brings us what we need from God. What do you need from God? It will only take prayer. Consistent, fervent, honest, genuine, and sincere prayer. In the name of Jesus. Luke chapter 18 verse 8. Luke chapter 11 verse 8, sorry. What is in Luke chapter 18 verse 8? It keeps coming to my mouth this morning. I Keep me at the Luke chapter 18 verse 8. Let me find out something. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on earth. That means God is telling somebody to have faith. Because he's bringing you a solution very fast. Because this verse has been in my mouth since I woke up. It is somebody's prophetic word. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Take me back to Luke chapter 11 verse 8. He said, I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, yet because of his inopportunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needed. Persistent, whatever you need, when you persist in prayer, God will give it to you. If you need a marriage, receive it by prayer. Amen. If you receive a breakthrough, receive it by prayer. Amen. If you receive favor, receive. If you need favor, receive it by prayer. Amen. If you need an upgrade, receive it by prayer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Prayer power brings us relief and hope from the borders of life. Whatever is bothering you in life, you can deliver yourself by prayer. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than the remnant? Do not think. Verse 33. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and all these things. All the things I mentioned shall be added. Prayer will relieve you from the stress of life. You must not be stressful. You must not be managing. How are you? I'm managing. No. How are you? I'm surviving. No, you're not supposed to survive. You're supposed to live. Because in him we live. We don't survive. In him we live. We don't manage. In him we live, move, and have our being. So in Christ we live, we make progress, and then we actualize in destiny. May you begin to pray than never before in the name of Jesus. Prayer causes us to see the manifestation of the promises of God. All the promises of God are birthed 
and, and need to manifest on the altar of prayer. Now, in Luke, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, we are, we are doing an, a, a, we are connecting two scriptures. We are ending teaching in two minutes. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, and Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. Jesus promised them that they should tarry. He ordered them to tarry and pray until the Holy Ghost has come upon them, after they have, that they've received power, after the Holy Ghost has come upon them, and then they shall be witnesses of him in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and in the other That was a promise to them, that when they tarry, they will receive the power. So in Acts chapter 2, as they tarried and remained in prayer for 10 days, on the 50th day, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Keep moving, please. Hey, hey, but ye shall, oh, Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. So we have read verse 1. Move me to 2. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Verse 3. And there appeared upon their clothing tons. So you see that what Jesus promised them in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. He fulfilled it because they stayed in prayer. Prayer brings manifestation to God's promises. Every prophecy you carry will be birthed in the womb of prayer. Hallelujah. The last thing I will say is that prayer draws us closer to God. Prayer draws us closer to God. Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 2. When the Bible talks about trusting God, it's talking about prayer. He said, she obeyed not the voice. She received not correction. She trusted not in the Lord. She drew not near to her her God. So when we continue to be prayerless, we don't have a deep fellowship with God. Today, as we have shared in in the word, I don't know how many of you, eh, most of the people, most of us, at the beginning of the year, when you are writing your resolution, you write, Lord, I want to get closer to you. (laughs) The way you get closer to God is to consistently remain in prayer. We want to pray this prayer that, Lord, give me the strength, give me the willpower, give me the anointing, give me the passion for prayer. Empower me, stir me up unto prayer. Help me to be consistent. Forgive me of the sins of prayerlessness. Lift your voice and begin to pray in three minutes. Pray. Pray that the Lord will stir you up unto prayer. Rada la ba 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 ba
When sin takes over your life, when there's a strong appetite, when there's a strong appetite for sin in your life, prayerlessness becomes the order of the day. And we want to pray that God will give you grace. God will give you grace to empower yourself that you will have upper hand over sin. You will not have a strong appetite to sin. Because the more you sin, the more the devil put guilty conscience in you. And you cannot approach God in boldness. But you want to pray that the Lord will cause every guilty conscience in your mind, every guilty conscience in your spirit, that drives you away from your father to be removed from your conscience this morning. Amen. Lift your voice and pray in two minutes that you will have the righteousness consciousness in the name of Jesus. Lift your voice and pray. When Adam said and he heard the voice of the Lord, he was nowhere to be found. His place, his position was vacated. He had vacated let your name be praised. We thank you, Lord, for helping us to understand the place of prayer in our lives. We pray that as we have expounded on your scriptures, you give us the grace. I pray for your hearers and all those who are listening, Magdalene. I pray that the mantle of prayer will be activated once again. Amen. Our, the spirit of prayer will saturate our lives. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Give the Lord a mighty clap of faith wherever you are. Thank you for joining. We want to, maybe you want to give an offering to the Lord. I'm praying that you develop a consistent prayer life. You don't need to pray for 10 hours to know you are praying. A prayerful life is a consistent life. If it's 15 minutes you can do every day, be consistent with it. You'll see that you'll grow in your prayer life. Don't be an occasional prayer person. In the name of Jesus. Amen.
Amen. God bless you. Let's share the blessing in the fruitfulness declaration. Say the eternal God is our refuge. The eternal God is our refuge. He, he opens rivers in desolate heights. He opens rivers in desolate The Lord heights. makes the wilderness a pool of water. The Lord makes the wilderness a pool the of water. The Lord God is my son and shield. The Lord God is my son and shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. The Lord gives grace and Therefore glory. Therefore I delight myself in him. Therefore I delight myself. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord. Those who are planted in the house shall be fresh and flourishing. Shall be fresh and flourishing. Though the earth be shaken. Though the earth be shaken. The name of the Lord is my strong tower. The name of the Lord is my strong tower. By faith I affirm that in Christ alone is my salvation. By faith I affirm that in Christ alone is my salvation. In him I live and move and have my being. In him I live and move and have my being. It is written. It is written. The righteous are like a tree planted by the waters. The righteous are like a tree planted by the waters. Bearing fruit in this season. Bearing fruit in this season. So I boldly declare. So I boldly declare. As for me, as for my me, God has made me exceedingly fruitful. My God has made me exceedingly fruitful. In this season, in this season, my spirit bears the fruit of righteousness. My spirit bears the fruit of righteousness. My talents make way for me. My talents make way for me. With my hands, with my hands, I will plant. I will plant. I will build. I will build. I will harvest. I will harvest. Day by day, day by day, step by step, step by step. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. God bless you. See you tomorrow in church. First service, the gospel service is at 7 a.m. to 8.30. And then the wedding pass service at 9.30 to 11 a.m. I hope to see you. I'm, I'm going to start the teaching on engaging the seeds of destiny. And I trust God that it will be a great blessing to you. God bless you. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye. The message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.